welcome to Birth Medicine Podcast. Stories of powerful, autonomous birth, wherein the birthing person and their baby are recognized and respected as the sole authority over their decisions and experience. We center the voices of Black, Indigenous, and marginalized women and birthing people of the global majority. We strive to raise the collective's expectations of what birth can be through the sharing of powerful birth story medicine. We believe that these stories carry tangible healing powers that will ripple through our communities and bring systemic change by highlighting joyful, autonomous births taking place outside of the medical system. Our hope is that those who need to hear these stories the most will find them, recognize their own autonomy, and be inspired to birth in power. Trigger warning, this podcast openly discusses birth, including birth trauma, without censorship. We also curse like mothers. Thank you for being here. Hi, and welcome everybody to Birth Medicine Podcast. This is our intro episode, and we're so, so excited to be here together sharing with you all and so glad that you've made it here that you found this podcast and that you're here to share and learn with us together in community. Um, (laughs) In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how this podcast came to be a reality and kind of the formation, um, gestation and birthing process of this podcast. Um, And we're going to start off by just introducing ourselves. My name is Rochelle. I am a mother of almost six. I'm going to be having my second free birth soon. And I'm also, I have a nursing background. I haven't worked as a nurse for a while. And I am a budding birth keeper. Joe. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnnya. And um, I'm also a host of this podcast. And I'm a mother of four and a free birther times two. I'm a registered nurse, um, but a brand new nurse, um, but I haven't worked as a nurse and a birth keeper and um, unassisted pregnancy and birth education class is something that I offer to the world. Hi, I'm Shalai. Um, I'm the other host um, and I do our tech stuff, editing and um, stuff like that on the podcast. Um, I'm a mom of three. I've had two unassisted pregnancies and births as well. How crazy is that? We've all like, yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. Um, I'm also a a birth keeper um, and I work, you know, with uh, womb medicine and trying to bring birth back to families and communities. Um, and I also make guided meditations specifically for birth and labor as well. Yay. I'm so glad oh, that we all ended up doing this together. Yeah, I'm super excited. And I want to say special thanks to Chalet for being the technical genius behind the podcast because yes. I no idea what we're doing. <laughs> We're like, we can show up and do the podcast, but like somebody's got to make it into a podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, glad I can be the one to, to help bring it together. Yes. You know, I was just thinking about it. I was like, this is the birth story of our birth story podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> How so wonderful. How meta. Oh, yes. Okay. 
So we're going to talk about first what this podcast is about. Um, And so to start off kind of the introduction of our podcast, I'm going to read our vision statement. And this was like a collective um, effort from us to put together something that felt really authentic and true and like what we really want this podcast to be. So I'm just going to read it. Centering the voices of marginalized Black, Indigenous, and women of the global majority. Raising the collective's expectations of what birth can be through the sharing of powerful birth story medicine. We believe these stories carry tangible healing powers that will ripple through our communities and bring systemic change by highlighting joyful, autonomous births taking place outside of the medical system. Our hope is that those who need to hear these stories the most will find them, recognize their own autonomy, and be inspired to birth in power. (sighs) I seriously get covered in chills every time I read So good. (laughs) Yeah, it it honestly is. I'm like super proud of it. Um, I think it really just shows exactly what it is that we're trying to put out into the world, like what our intentions are and what we hope that the impact will be with that. And so I feel like we have to talk about what centering means for clarification purposes for those who might not know what that means. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we live in a white supremacist society, centering Black women, Indigenous women, um, and women of the global majority may feel like exclusion to the women who are always centered in birth um, and in the world, which is which would be white women, right? So hearing that we're centering marginalized black and indigenous women of the global majority could feel like we are not wanting to hear from you and that's not true. Centering does not mean exclusion. Um, when we're talking about like, racial justice and like systemic change, the centering of the most marginalized is what is going to liberate all of us. Um, So it's not exclusionary. We have an incredible lineup of women from all backgrounds that will be sharing their stories with us. Um, And yeah, so I just wanted to clarify that um, and hope that that makes sense to anyone who may not be familiar or not be in spaces that actively um, center black voices, um, people of color or people of the global majority we're trying to say. (laughs) Okay, I hope that clarifies that. Yeah, thank you so much for clarifying that. And um, I feel like it's just so important that we do have this be a safe space and that everyone who's here, you know, we wanna make everything just very open and clear about what we are and you know what we're about and who we are from the beginning um so yeah yeah i'm excited you know i think this is also showing like the standards that we hold ourselves to and the standards that we're going to hold our guests to so um you know i yeah we're i'm so excited i'm so excited to you know to share these stories with everybody yeah yeah i'm glad that you said that a standard that we hold ourselves to and also our guests like you don't get to be on our podcast if you're a racist piece of shit Sorry. <laughs> yes. there's a different podcast for you this one ain't it yeah 
Love Not it. one. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we'll just end the Zoom call. Like, not even. <laughs> Say some shady shit in your episode. We're not going to share it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I guess that that's a pretty great welcome way to start. <laughs> um, you know, as I think so, right, we're centering these stories and but we are also focusing on free birth or unassisted birth, right? These are not uh, your typical mainstream stories that we're going to be listening to, right? Um, so I'm going to share, I guess, what I kind of see free birth and unassisted birth. And then I want to, you know, hear kind of what your guys definition or experience, right, has been. Um, so for me, uh, it's just been, I think unassisted is a little bit of a misnomer for me because I'm, I don't have medical assistance, right? There's, I don't have a midwife. I don't have an OB or anything like that, but I still have people around me, right? Like I'm not completely like just alone and stranded. Um, like that's not the situation. Um, so unassisted is a term that I've stopped using um like I, I only use it to get a, the point across that like there's no medical professional there right but like I'm not alone um and then I just love the term free birth I've always really loved that term um and I identified with it because it just is exactly what it is it's a free birth it's freeing for you it's it's I feel like for me too that term free means it gets to be whatever you need it to be, right? It's, you are free to make it the birth that you need it to be. That's my interpretation of the word. Yeah, so I don't know, Rochelle, maybe, um, what do you, you know, you're coming up on your second birth. So I wanna hear, you know, maybe what you've been thinking about it lately. Yeah, I feel similarly to you in that, like the term free birth really resonates for me. And I know that it doesn't for everyone and that's okay, it's okay if people come, you know, onto our podcast, even who don't, who don't like the term free birth, like I know there's plenty of people that are like, oh, I, I don't like that. It's too new agey or whatever, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. they're like, we called it this, you know, like we just call it a birth in power or whatever, you know, people have like all their different um, terminologies. And I, I feel like it is, it's just, it's, it is the ultimate um, <laughs> level of emancipation and liberation from all the constructs that would bind us within birth that would like have us birth within a certain paradigm because of conditioning not because because also like I just want to acknowledge that there's so many there's so many legitimate reasons and it's not even up to me or anyone else to determine what a legitimate reason is for anybody to, you know, medicalize their pregnancy and birth, you know, to choose to access medical care or to birth within the medical paradigm to some extent. Um, but the, the key is like having that choice, right? Like having it be your choice and something that you're doing from a place of um, autonomy, you know, like true autonomy and knowing what your options are versus just going through the system because that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're told to do. And so when I think of free birth, <laughs> to get off my tangent. Um, I think of a birth where the birthing person is completely the, like the sole authority over their birthing experience. And there's no one else to take away that authority at all. 
which could be, I mean, that could even be like a partner, you know what I mean? You can have a partner that can, in my opinion, that can take your birth from being a free birth to not being a free birth because you have a controlling or fearful partner that comes in and manages, you know? And so, and also free from the threat that someone's going to, you know, if like, I've heard of this, like, oh, I, you know, I had a free birth in the hospital and like, I don't, I don't agree with that because you're whether like if people didn't mess with you like that's great like good for you (laughs) but like the threat was always there you know what I mean like and for other people the threat would be looming in a way that then doesn't make it a free birth you know because you have this looming threat over you and you're not in you're not the sole authority over your birth because at any point in time you can have someone saying you know oh no you're gonna do this or else Um, And so, of course, sometimes our free births become not free births because of circumstance, because birth is unpredictable. And no matter how well we prepare for birth, like shit happens sometimes, you know, and like 99 point whatever percent of the time birth works perfectly. And sometimes it doesn't, you know, and sometimes we need help. And I just want to clarify that, like, we are not saying that people should not access medical attention or help in whatever capacity they you know feel comfortable so okay there's my long-winded answer (laughs) you said so much good shit in there that I like want to talk about before I talk about what I was gonna say Um, but you made such a good point like why do people free birth like not everybody is free birthing for the same reasons Mm -hmm. um and there's I like how you talk about like accessing the medical system, like when you want to, like, I think that people feel like they're giving their power away if they like access the medical model. But I think that it's so powerful if you made that decision in a ta- like autonomous, mm-hmm. autonomously, like you decided based off of your intuition and whatever was going on with you that you wanted to access care that you needed. Um, And I think that, you know, obviously there's like a level of privilege that comes with being able to enter and exit the system um, that I'm sure that we'll talk about a lot on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, so I think people choose free birth for so many different reasons. And I'm really excited that we have so many um, people coming on this podcast that come from so many different like types of life. Like you're not going to hear the same free birth story over and over and over again. Um, and you're going to hear like so many different people's like perspectives, like lived experiences and how that shaped why or how they came to free birth. Like even all three of us, like you were saying earlier, Chile, like chose free birth for different reasons or, or found out about it differently. Um, and then as we're sharing right now, like all have somewhat of a different belief or definition or um, experience with free birth. You know, it's so different for everybody. And um, I wanted to talk about the free birth in the hospital. That makes me fucking <laughs> laugh because. Uh, OK, so I'm going to take a step back like, yeah. again. People, everybody has a different definition of what free birth is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's fine. I don't care. Like, did you birth autonomously? Did you feel respected and like heard and, was, and were you yeah. centered in the care? Like, do you feel powerful after your birth? Like, that's all I care about for you. Mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. um, and, but saying you had a free birth in the hospital, like does not make sense to me. Um, because I feel like 
um, as you're talking about like this threat that, you know, something could happen, um, that totally takes away an undisturbed birth. Like you cannot be feel threatened and be undisturbed. And I think undisturbed birth is like the prerequisite to a free birth. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have an undisturbed birth and it not be a free birth, but you can't have a free birth and it not be an undisturbed birth at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like you undisturbed birth, I think should be the goal for everyone, whether Mm -hmm. you have a midwife um, or not and, and whether or not you can be undisturbed in the hospital yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to take a high fucking level of privilege for you mm-hmm. to walk to a hospital and to dish out your demands and to have all of them listen to and nobody fuck with you. Like mm-hmm. that is not accessible to them and be like, okay, we'll just come back after you give birth. Like, no, I think that's my <laughs> like, Even just, you... yeah, even just like the physical environment, like, you know, I, I when I think of birthing in a hospital, my birth is already going to be disturbed by the physical environment of the hospital. Even if no one came in, even if no one came in the room, like right. no one comes in and I go birth in a hospital suite, like the nicest hospital suite you can imagine. I mean, I can make the most of it. Like I've given birth in the hospital, but it's not going to be in my definition, what a free birth is because it's not my germs. It's not my microbiome. It's not my environment where I feel the most comfortable and free to be free and to do what the fuck. I don't even know, you know, there's all this sterile, there's all this equipment, there's all this like sterility around, you know, it's people. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. So many people that Threat you're of like, someone walking in. Yeah. Right. I feel you. Yeah. Oh, so crazy. But <laughs> I know. was on the same page about that. Yeah. Cause I've seen yeah. that around. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I guess it was kind of undisturbed. I guess if there was nobody there like at that moment of birth, but. I don't know. But like you said, it's the environment is also just not what I would imagine for a free birth. Like, <laughs> I guess if that's how they want to define their birth, right? Who yeah. am I? Yeah. Who am I to stop you? Go ahead and keep calling it that, but I'm not gonna call it that. I guess. <laughs> Like, yeah. I yeah, and I mean again, like this show is not also, I mean, this podcast is also not about this part was not planned, by the way. Um, this podcast <laughs> is not. <laughs> is not about policing like who can say free birth and who can't like we're defining what free birth yeah we're defining what it means to us and it's more about bringing the principles of autonomous birth into every birth to whatever level the person is ready for and comfortable for because that's going to be really different for everybody (laughs) and like you know um if we can just bring people to that next level of autonomy and owning their own process, even if that still means I'm birthing in the hospital with an OB, but I learned that I don't have to take shit and I don't have to go along with everything they tell me. I can actually say no. And this is actually still my birth, you know, like this is not their birth. (laughs) Like, and everything they say isn't the gospel, you know what I mean? Like, so anyways, that's what my goal is for the podcast. I love that you said that because that like touches on our um, vision statement. That's like, we want people that hear these stories to recognize their own autonomy and be inspired to birth and power in whatever capacity that means for you. Um, You know, like we, again, what we're supposed to be talking about right now (laughs) is our own (laughs) definitions 
of like what free birth is um, to us. And like, it is different for everybody and that's okay. And like, I don't care what you call your birth and like, we're not going to reframe your birth story for you either. Like, I think that that's one of the most cruel things that people do um, is listen to somebody's birth story and then retell it for them or like change the way, change the story for them. I just think that's so unnecessary. I think we can be honest with each other about birth, about like abusive birth specifically, especially when people aren't realizing that they're being abused. Um, but when they're ready. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. And like, not in a way that this person saying they had like such an amazing birth and they feel really good. And then you come in and like name the 50 things that were fucked up with it. Like, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so wrong. I think. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that. Cause we said something about people's births being like what they are or mm-hmm. calling it whatever that they believe it is. I love that. <laughs> you said that. Um, okay. So I think that free birth is my definition is just birth free from the presence of anyone who would challenge your authority in your birth, in your birth choices, um, and in your birthing time. It's just short and simple. Yeah. Free from anyone. Like, and I think Rochelle, you talked about that so beautifully, like free from even like partners or friends or, even an unlicensed midwife can be really pushy. And, uh-huh. uh, and I agree with you, Shalay, that like unassisted birth, like feels like a misnomer, you know, um, because we are so assisted by our, our communities, um, our families, maybe a birth keeper or just a wise woman, um, our ancestors, like, we're so assisted, you know, it doesn't mean that we're completely alone. And for some people it does, like some people birth totally alone and that's how they wanted it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, I love the term free birth because I just feel like it's just free birth. It's just birth free from all of the extra shit that we may not need. Mm-hmm. And of course, sometimes you do need those things. And that's okay too. Like, I, I hate that people feel like they failed. Um, if they can't call their birth a free birth, like, I think that that really starts to become dangerous. Mm-hmm. If you start to cling on to these labels for your birth, um, I think that can really cloud your judgment and your intuition. If you're just chasing this label and not the autonomy and not mm-hmm. the like not digging into like what your intuition is. And that is so different for everybody. I think you just said that Rochelle might like made me think something we talk about in my class a lot is like how you need to assess your own boundaries. Mm. Not everything that I would feel comfortable doing at home, you're going to feel comfortable doing at home. And that doesn't make it wrong. And that doesn't mean you're making a bad choice. You know, right? It's, it's autonomy. It's choices. This isn't a cult. And it's not like dogmatic. You do not have to like adhere to somebody else's definition of free birth and what they're comfortable with um, to make your own decisions about like your birth. Oh my God. I love everything you said so much. I love the, I love the free birth is just birth free from all the extra bullshit that we've put on it. And also, yeah, it's so important. Like the chasing labels, um, there's no recipe for free birth. 
There's no one size fits all. You cannot take John A's class. You cannot read a book and be like, okay, I know how to free birth now. It's, it's such a personal, deep experience to really take ownership over the process that is pregnancy and birth. Like it's, it's so different for everyone. And I mean, th there's definitely a lot of wisdom and knowledge that you can gain from, you know, from learning from others who have walked that path, you know, um, and I think that everyone deserves to have community around their birth, but um, in the end, like it is such a, in, it's such a process that we have to go through that's so personalized to each one of our situations, mm -hmm. our lives, our beliefs. Yeah, everything. Exactly. I think that is the kicker that I think people don't know how much work free birth is. It is a spiritual, it's birth in general, right? I believe it's a thousand percent a spiritual journey, right? It, mm -hmm. Like forget about the physical pain, forget about the growing pains. I can deal with all of that the soul shifting shit that birth sends you through. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I can't describe it. I have no words to describe it because every, like you said, it's completely personal to me. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever the shit that you have to go through is completely personal to you. And I think when people try and go after these labels, right? They're like, oh, but I want to have a free birth. And I'm like, do you know what you're signing up for? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I did it like, I did a little bit, right? Because I had had a home birth. I had worked through a lot of stuff, you know, just to get to that point with my first birth, but like doing, deciding you're going to do an unassisted pregnancy and a, and a free birth, like that's, you know, and really, really taking responsibility for it. And like, understanding the weight of that and being like okay no like this is up to me now is it's life-changing it's life-changing mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. I mean, that's why we're here right that's, yes that's <laughs> we want to share these stories because it's truly life-changing it, 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 like go ahead <laughs> I was just I was just saying I agree it's life-changing like free birth changed my life 100 percent changed mm -hmm. my life like I would mm -hmm. You know, and I think birth probably changes all of our lives, but I had birthed twice before I free yep. birth, you know, and I mean, it just fucking rocked me to my <laughs> core. You know, I think it's such, it's heart work. Like, I think my whole, yeah. like my first mm -hmm. class, like the whole, the first half is about like the heart work mm -hmm. of pregnancy, like all the shit that you've got to get through to be able to like comfortably or uncomfortably like <laughs> sit in fucking mystery like for the rest of time because it doesn't go away after the birth you know um yeah I agree it's like life-changing yeah yeah I I think it's so funny too because you do I mean I try anyways like try to um describe it or like verbalize it or write about it and it's just like like you said Shalay, it's like people like you're just like I'm doing so much work like I feel like I'm doing so much work like I'm in it right now right like and it's just like not something that you can convey to people <laughs> like because it's not in this realm like it's not mm -hmm. this sounds like some like really out there hippie shit and it is because it's it's not in this world like it's you're doing this shit in a deep ass <laughs> and yes like I'm a completely like I feel like we're all just completely different people in in a very different way than just like oh I've given birth not that that's not valid and important and beautiful and transformative but when you free birth it is <laughs> definitely another level um 
So uh, I'm going to go, we've been talking about this for a while, which is awesome, <laughs> but I'm going to go into um, how we came up with the name Birth Medicine Podcast, because that is a fun little story. Um, so we, we spent, you know, a decent amount of time kind of debating about different names, um, not debating, <laughs> but, you know, discussing different name options and, um, a lot of the names that we liked were taken, <laughs> but birth medicine podcast, when that came to the forefront, um, it really, it really resonated for all of us because, um, these stories that we are seeking to share with you all are so much a potent medicine that we feel like is so direly needed in the world and that we're so honored to be able to um host <laughs> you know to be the to be the people that are helping to bring these stories you know forward and to give these voices a platform um and like for me i know that um <laughs> listening to in preparation for my first free birth listening to free birth stories was what I would consider my primary form of prenatal care like it was the the single most important thing <laughs> in terms of preparing myself mentally um to be able to free birth to to just hear these stories of other women and birthing people who had gone down that path and just how you know, how different they were and how many ways that people ended up there um, and how they went through that process individually. It's also so different for like every single baby. Like even if you're, you know, every, every person is different, but then every baby has their own whole story too. And anyways, um, I really feel like that is something that we're so lacking, just being able to like he hear these stories. And even I mean, you know, you like you see things like on the internet. I mean, so much of it is always, I'm going to use the word tainted, <laughs> but just it is like tainted by medicalized birth. You know what I mean? And even once, like, it's almost like the deeper you get into autonomous birth, <laughs> this is going to make it sound like a cult, but it's <laughs> like John Aya said, it's not a cult. <laughs> but the deeper that you get, the kind of the deeper that you get into it, the more at least for myself that I find myself noticing like little things, even with, you know, at home, uh, home births, midwifery, um, centered births or midwife, um, midwife assisted births, you know, all these birth things is we're all birth junkies, right? Like all these birth pages that we follow on the internet, like it, I would say, you know, the vast majority of them were still encountering some level of lack of autonomy. You know, we're and 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 I the, the most like tangible um, example that I can always think of is just the gloved hands, the gloved hands reaching in. <laughs> you know, there's always the gloved hands there, and they it's so so unnecessary, and it's actually really for me it's gotten to the point where it's actually like really disturbing to see it. Um, like you have this you know person that's birthing in their power, and they're in that moment of their baby is making the transition from their womb to earth and you have people sometimes even more than one person reaching in with gloved hands and literally sometimes violently or like seeming like they're ripping the baby you know out of the womb or assisting in a way that's just so unnecessary and uncalled for that then leads the person giving birth to feel like those people were necessary and those people were needed and like they're just not <laughs> like 
those of us that are watching that are free birthers, like we know that those hands don't belong there 99% of the time. You know, I mean, there may be like very rare cases where that was actually a helpful maneuver. Um, but in the vast majority of the, you know, the time that you see that it's just not. And so um, <laughs> birth story medicine <laughs> is to me. <laughs> I, know, I was like, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> I know. I'm so bad with the tangents. I'm like, should I do? Oh, it's again? so good. It's so good. No, I am. I always bring it back. I always bring so it back. So anyway. I know. Real <laughs> moment. Like we have notes and we're trying to stick to an outline, but like, we're not doing a very good job. No. Just, this, yeah. It's like, this is with notes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? If we didn't have notes? <laughs> no, no. But so okay. birth story medicine, like is, is a, for me is about bringing those stories to the forefront where you don't see any of that. <laughs> and just, it's just reminding us as birthing people, it's reminding us that that exists and that that is a possibility and that that is an option and that that is a very real uh, experience that people are having because I think we can get so deeply conditioned. I mean, I know for me, when I learned about free birth, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, people do that? <laughs> like, why? Like, they're crazy. You know, like, it just, it's very mind blowing at first. You know, it's, it's very, very radical seeming, you know, and so the fact that it's so radical, that's the problem. You know, like, that's what we're trying to counteract. So yeah, it's not that's... seen as a viable option. Right? Yes. That, that is like a crux of my why as well. Like, that's like, yeah. why isn't it just seen as another option? Hospital birth, home birth, free birth, like, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. Like, like we said, like, as long as you feel safe and respected and, you know, like, if you feel great about it, cool. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, but don't like hate on us and tell us we are ridiculous and uneducated and negligent for mm -hmm. making this choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys, you know, I, I would love to hear what, you know, what you guys, when you think of the birth story, birth story medicine, like, what does that mean to you? Um, okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot. Um, so birth story medicine to me meant that like hearing these birth stories would be like the south of birth, like what we need, something soothing, something healing, um, something that may not be a cure, you know, but something that would help. Um, I just felt like when we came across birth, I don't even remember like how we came across birth. I think it was usually that mentioned birth story medicine or medicine store or something. We had so many names floating around. Um, but birth medicine, like it just hit me, like in my core, I just felt like, yes, like that's what I want to do in the world. Like I want to help change the narrative around birth. I want, I want the people who need to hear these stories the most to hear them. Like I want people to realize that there's more options and that birth can, can look like this. You may not make all of these same decisions and you may not even have a free birth. Um, but I feel like if you know what birth, the potential of birth, then mm -hmm. you can start to make decisions 
that feel good to you without any limits. I feel like that's free birth. Like there's no limits. You have whatever the hell you want, whatever you want for your birth, you can have it with a free birth. You don't have to ask anybody. You don't have to get permission. You don't have to fight for it. Like it's your birth, whatever you want. And I think if more people heard that, saw that that was possible, I think it will help people start making more decisions about the type of birth that they want, demanding better for their births mm-hmm. from whoever they're choosing to walk with them in their path. I think, I know for me, my first two births, I just went with the flow. I got your cookie cutter birth center certified nurse midwife care. It was not special. And I thought that it would be, you know, cause mm-hmm. I had a midwife. Um, but it wasn't, it was your run of the mill medicalized pregnancy and birth. Um, and I didn't know that it, it, I didn't know it was better than that, that it could get better than that because I believed that because I had a midwife that it was going to be amazing. (laughs) That's the gold standard. And that's, and that's radical. You know, I thought because I have a midwife, I'm going to get the birth that I want because of like what I had read about who midwives were, you know, but that's just not what I got. I got very medicalized, basically obstetric care. Um, and I had hired midwives, you know? So anyway, I feel like that's where a lot of folks are. I think 98% of births are happening in the hospital still. So I don't think people really, um, a lot of folks don't know that birth can be this powerful, this beautiful, this life-changing in the best way. Um, So hearing these stories from all walks of life over and over and over again, I think will really just be the medicine that our birth culture needs to, to help heal like our perspectives, to help us recognize what we can have. And so that we can, we can get it. So we can go for it. You're making me tear up. And <laughs> I'm so glad you went into like healing because healing was on our notes. And I, I wanted to come circle back around to that. Like I, that, that Janine Parvati, what is it? Janine Parvati Baker uh, quote where peace on earth begins with birth. I think that we all here very much do align with that thought that um, there is so much power that comes from how we birth, how we give birth um, is such a big part of, of, of who we are and, and the way that we're born, like the way that our babies are born is so formative in who they become. And, and it's, it's kind of like setting the tone for the rest of their lives in terms of our, our mothering, our parenting, and in terms of how we are coming in as children. And that is so fucking important. And it's, and there has been so much trauma, like what you're talking about, Jonia. It's like, even, even people who birth with midwives <laughs> have trauma and sometimes they don't even realize it, you know, like, and of course it's not our place to tell you that you have trauma, like, like we said, but we do, we carry generations and generations and generations and, and to varying degrees, depending on our levels of privilege. Um, of trauma that we're carrying specifically like every in every area of our lives but specifically um, tied to birth you know and and that moment of 
what birth is supposed to be, undisturbed birth is supposed to be in nature, biologically speaking, from an animal. I love always thinking about animal birth and like watching animal birth because if you if you look at how animals give birth, like it's the blueprint, right? That's how we are mammals. Like, and so much of what is supposed to unfold uh, hormonally and and chemically and biologically in that moment which is so sacred and important to everything else that happens subsequently has been like stolen from us, systematically stolen from us. Um, and we carry so much trauma and fear and just layers and layers. I mean, we could have so many episodes of this podcast talking about that. Um, and so just, I think, you know, healing is, is returning ourselves to the realization that like we deserve better and we can have better. Um, so that's what I want everyone to know. <laughs> okay, Shalay, what does birth medicine podcast mean to you? Yeah, um, all of that for sure. <laughs> um, and as well, as, you know, like you said, I, uh, these stories can be that healing, right? Can be that bomb that um, I feel like it's 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 us carrying the torch in a way, right? Sharing our stories, like we're just carrying on that light, you know, like trying to share it, trying to spread it a little bit further, right? Like maybe the next person will be like, yeah, I like that light too. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, so you know, I yeah, I think sharing our stories is is the medicine, you know. So I thought that I think that's why the name just fits you know like just sharing our birth stories is the medicine like even sharing the traumatic birth and all of the birth stories we need all of the birth stories yes we, we need to stop these cookie cutter you know fairy light home birth stories like they're great those are great they're beautiful I love them like I like you said <laughs> we're all like birth junkies so like yeah I'm obsessed with those photos too guys <laughs> Oh, they're like they're gorgeous like who doesn't want that <laughs> but none of my free births have looked like that are you kidding me um <laughs> like none of my free births look like that and they were still fucking awesome yes um, so you know like you don't um one of the tenants of um or something I try and always share with people too is like home birth and especially free birth are not a luxury they are not commodities they are this is our birthright so if this is what you want to do, claim it. Like it's yours. It's yours to claim. Um, and you don't need all of the things, right? Like it doesn't have to, you don't need all of these material items to have the birth of your dreams. I might, I mean, we're going to get into, you know, sharing our stories on later episodes, but my first free birth, my daughter came before we could even buy diapers. Like we literally, we had leftover Chuck's pads from my first birth and that was it guys. Like we had shit all and I had my birth, like, you know, so I, that's part of the medicine for me to, in, in returning it right to the people is making it accessible, right? That's one of my, my tenants is if it's not accessible, then it's not as radical as you think it is. Mm -hmm. um, so showing people just how accessible free birth is like I believe that home birth is the most accessible form of birth if we just 
you know, educated people, if people had a little bit more education and a lot less fear, <laughs> um, you know, like, but education is part of erasing that fear, at least for me, I'm like, now, because of that I understand physiological birth and the anatomy of it and like the biochemical like hormone, right? Like I, I went real scientific with it. Like I was reading the textbooks and that kind of thing. And for me, that helped me see how birth works. I'm like, this is, it is a perfectly designed system guys. Like, what are we doing? Um, (laughs) Anyway, like you said, we could go, we could go on so many tangents with this, but that's, that's the medicine for me is bringing it back to the people, right? Making it accessible, showing people that if you want it, then you can do it. Stop letting people tell you that you can't because X, Y, Z. Do you want it? Go for it. Like that's, that's my free birth advice. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love everything that you said. That's so good. I love the idea of just like passing on the light, like through each each birth story that's going to be shared here, just like passing on this fire. I really think that it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> I cannot even. I'm so fucking excited. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about our logo. Um, we have to shout out Katie from Spirity Soul on Instagram. She drew our logo for us and she donated this work to our podcast, which we are incredibly grateful for. Thank you so much, Katie. We love you, Katie. <laughs> um, so much. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> were so patient with us because yes. we were quite picky. <laughs> about how we got this logo so (laughs) Rochelle started off I think you wanted purple that was like you just saw purple in your mind and a woman um voluptuous birthing and total power like that was kind of like our blueprint Mm -hmm. Um, with some flowers (laughs) we just kind of had like all of these little things and we're like how can we put this together and then one day I was out in my garden and I was thinking about the podcast and I just had this vision of this statue that I've seen before of this woman with her back against a tree, squatting down and holding on with one hand to the tree and reaching down to receive her baby with the other hands. And I thought, oh my God, <laughs> we've got to get that. <laughs> and so, yeah, we just kind of told Katie, like, this is what we want. and um she started delivering us some sketches and we were like fiercer like make her face like right she was like I don't want it to be too scary and we were like yes no that's that's exactly what we want right she's like is her face good we're like more fierce Um, and we wanted her to look like a real like body giving birth like we wanted her big a mm-hmm. big belly like big breasts um raw open um we were very intentional about making her into um a black woman she's got like an afro that kind of like you see in the tree as well I love mm-hmm. that I love that um <laughs> it's like kind of the same as her hair um anyway it's so powerful I love it 
I love I it so much. Somebody <laughs> really gets birth like this someday. Yes, <laughs> yes it just. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like everything. Like it's, it's everything. I feel like, um, the power, like the, the power, the, the ultimate like mother and then like nature, just all the forces of nature there. And it just showing, like, I think it's just showing, um, illustrating how like unassisted birth, like you said, Chile is so assisted, <laughs> like, you know, all the forces of nature are there just like supporting her literally, I mean, holding onto the tree and you know, flowers and the moon and just all of it. So yeah, I love it so much. It's so powerful. I cannot wait. Like as we're doing this podcast recording, no one has seen it yet. So I'm like dying to release it to the public. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I'm so excited. Um, So I guess that leads us towards, I mean, we've touched on it a little bit throughout this, but I really want us to talk about our why for this podcast. Um, you know, cause I mean, we talked a little bit about why we've each chosen free birth and why this is important to us, but I think why, you know, like, why did we want to start a podcast? Why, you know, like, why was this project so important to all of us? Um, I think, I guess, Joe, do you want to start? I know this was kind of like your idea and you kind of were like roping people into it. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so to clarify, Rochelle really wanted to do the podcast. Okay. <laughs> and um, I mean, I had thought about it before and I had been approached before, like, oh, you should start a podcast. And I just thought with what time am I supposed right. to do the podcast? <laughs> Um, and then then one day Rochelle reached out to me and was like, will you do this podcast with me? (laughs) I just thought, oh my God, like, yes, first of all, my God, of course. Um, and then also like, I don't know how we're actually going to make that happen. (laughs) Um, and that kind of like brings us back to the beginning where Shalay said she would like actually make it into a podcast and all Rochelle and I had show up and talk to people. I was like, hey, <laughs> I that. that is so like really what made it possible. I feel like it took a while, Jonea, for you to like, um, <laughs> because it, it is overwhelming. You know, it's like, it's overwhelming for us as moms with a lot of kids, all of three of us. Um, and so there was definitely like that aspect of like, how are we actually going to do this? Like, yes, that sounds amazing, <laughs> but like, <laughs> how and so yeah it was very much like I feel like we kind of went back and forth for a while like yeah maybe someday kind of a thing like and then and then once we found chalet like that was you know that was when it really like you said like really felt like a real possibility and now that we're recording the first episode this shit is really happening and it's very exciting (laughs) yeah no, it's really all because of Chalet that we can even be here today. Yes. Michelle and I were like, we cannot do this. <laughs> I mean, like I said, okay. I'm so honored. Like, this has been a dream of mine for years, honestly. Like, I... I have my own podcast. I don't know if those of you know, but I do have my own podcast called Pregnant Pause. Um, and one of my ideas was to have like my meditations and share free birth stories, right? Um, and so that just 
never really took off <laughs> the way that I wanted it to, you know. Um, I, I think I have a couple of, of stories that I shared, but it just never ended up working out with my schedule and like, and doing it all on my own. So mm -hmm. I'm really glad that now there's a team of us. It kind of opens yes. up availability, you know, to, to be able to, to interview people and, and have these stories shared and just bring all of our experience and knowledge, you know, like I'm, I get to listen to these stories over and over again, editing them. Like, I'm so excited, <laughs> I'm so excited to like share the juicy parts and, you know, all of it. Um, and I know, like you said, like, we really want to share the raw unedited versions. Like we're mm -hmm. not trying to, like, we just want people to share their stories, how they need to be shared, you know, like whatever words you want to use, they all want to swear like, please do, <laughs> um, you know, like whatever, whatever it needs to be like, you know, cause yeah, we want to share real ass, real stories, real, you know, the real shit. Um, and I think that's, I'm kind of seeing like an upswing in that trend, I guess, of people, you know, being like, no, I'm not going to show you this like picture perfect, you know, like motherhood or only the good things, right? Like people are like, no, this is like what it looks like every day. And I showed you a picture of that one time I cleaned up. Like, <laughs> you know? like that's, you know, it's the real, it's the messy shit. And like, that's what free birth is. It's messy. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's you and you have to be willing to get dirty. Like you just have to be willing to get in, in it. So, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I want, I want real I just want people to see that like free birth might actually be for them through hearing through representation of being able to see themselves in other people's stories mm -hmm. being able to relate to other people sharing their stories you know I think that free birth is white dominated mm-hmm um, at least what we're seeing, you know, um, I think that free birth is indigenous. I think, you know, this is birth, like from the beginning of fucking time, you know, we birthed without medical, you know, intervention. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously like some medical inter intervention has saved so many lives. So I'm not trying to say that it has no place in birth. Of course it does. But I think that like free birth can seem inaccessible. It could seem like not something that your people do. I know when I came across free birth, I said, that's white people shit. Like I never. <laughs> Until I finally came across women who looked like me, who came from the same backgrounds as me, who had the same values as me, who had the same lived experience as me also choosing free birth. Um, and I, I think that if you're like, um, a non-black person or even like a non-black person of color, like you don't understand how important representation is. And if all you're seeing is the same white hippie spiritual woman in Hawaii free birthing, then you're going to think that that's not something that you could do. You know, like it's, it, and 
And it might be easy for you to be like, oh, I don't care if like this person doesn't relate to me or if that seems like they're doing it a different way that I would do it. But growing up your whole life and only seeing things that white people do, then you don't do that shit (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's not for you. Like that's what you're going to think. So representation is so important. It's um, why we're centering black and indigenous and women of color on this podcast. Um, Not that there won't be white women who are going to be on this podcast. Obviously Rochelle is a host of this podcast, (laughs) Um, but like we're trying to prioritize the voices of the most marginalized because it is the most marginalized who will benefit from free birth the most. Mm -hmm. If you're a white woman going into the hospital, you're probably going to get fucked up, but you're going to survive. Okay. You'll walk out of there. Maybe you'll even be undisturbed and be able to call it a free birth. (laughs) But for black women specifically, this type of birth may be, depending on where you are, the safest, most life preserving option for you. And I want black women specifically to hear these stories and to recognize that they can do this too, or that they at least have options in the system, you know? Um, so that's why I'm doing it. I want to share these stories. Um, I want to give, um, people an opportunity to share their story. I think, um, so much processing for us happens when we tell our birth story. Yes. Um, I think it's like an ancestral practice to share your birth story. Like who attended our births? Our grandmothers, our mothers, our aunties, people who have birthed before us, who tell us their story, like that's how we knew what to expect in birth, you know? And so I want to continue that, um, that tradition, that ancestral practice of, of telling birth stories, sharing with each other what birth can be like or what it was like for us. Um, and then being able to hear it from so many different people, you get a huge range of perspective and experiences and you can expect yourself to like fall somewhere on the spectrum, you know, um, which is pretty vast. I would say, <laughs> I don't like to even say the term like normal birth. Cause I'm like, what is fuck, you know, like normal <laughs> is such a, there's a huge variations you know, right. that like that's the term used in, you know, the midwives use this variation of normal. And I had never, I didn't hear that term until I had a midwife, right? Like OBs don't say, oh, it's just a variation of normal. Like you're, you know, <laughs> like you're within the, like OBs don't say that if you're breach and then OB does that, it's automatic. Yeah. It's well, something's wrong with you and your baby and your pregnancy and we have to fix it. Um, and I'm like, whoa, um, you know, so just that like mindset shift, right. Is you can hear that in the stories that we'll be sharing and our own stories that we'll be sharing, right. Of not be, viewing birth as a medical emergency, like it's not, it's not an illness. It's not a pathology. It's a normal physiological process most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll be, that's, that's what we're going to be talking about. And we're so excited, you know, we're sharing the stories that we <laughs> wished we had, right? I think that was a big why for all of us was yep. we wish that we had had these stories going through our own free births. I think 
in podcast format, right? Like I think we yes. each have connected with each other and other women of color and, you know, people of like like-minded, you know, through sharing our stories, like in Facebook groups and that sort of thing. But hearing them, you know, and like hearing a conversation about birth, like just birth stories is, it's just a different type of medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's so different than like reading something. Like I honestly get kind of bored. Like it sounds terrible, but I kind of get bored, like reading birth stories, but listening to them is so, yeah, it's like so captivating, you know, and you're just there. And I feel like I've said enough um, about why I want to do this podcast. And I loved so much hearing what you both had to say. It's, and it's so important. Like, I'm so glad you brought the whole representation piece, Jonea, because like, that is <laughs> so crucially important here in this podcast. Um, who is this podcast for? Um, I am going to be kind of reading here, but we want this podcast to be for anyone who's curious or interested in free birth. Just anyone. This podcast is open to anyone um, as long as you, I mean, we have no <laughs> ability to police who listens to this podcast <laughs> and where it goes. <laughs> But we would love we would love to think that people that are listening on the other side of the podcast are respectful and, um, you know, respecting like these stories and these decisions and these people's these people opening up and sharing their most sacred, vulnerable moments and sharing it with us. Like, it's just such an honor, <laughs> really. Like, I just feel so honored um, to have to be able to to be that person that gets to hear that and then for all of us listening, like to be able to hear and witness to, to some extent, you know, that, that moment in the inner process of people going through this huge process is such an honor. Um, so it's also for, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what this, <laughs> this one note, um, <laughs> people who who want to have an undisturbed or autonomous autonomous birth people who have people who think about people who dream about people who are planning actively um and birth workers and midwives like this one <laughs> and and when birth workers encompasses you know ob and l and d nurses and 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 obgyns like anyone who works around birth and birthing people and reproductive choices like I think that I want to put a star by this <laughs> because I honestly think those are the people that need to hear this yeah. I don't want to say the most because of course those of us who are giving birth we very much but but I, I really think that um there's that's a whole nother kind of realm of like the work that needs to happen in the birthing world does fall upon the people who are providing those services and recognize like we're the ones that need to recognize too and i say i guess i'm saying this as like a nurse and a birth worker um we need to recognize like the the autonomy of birthing people <laughs> and really just anyone who's accessing like healthcare in any capacity but that's a whole nother conversation but just recognizing <laughs> people's autonomy and removing ourselves from the equation to an extent to where it's more about you know it's about educating and of course we all have our own you know perspective that we come with when we educate um and it's also about leaving it at that you educate you've done your duty then you respect the decision that people make because there's just this constant infringement on and it comes from you know patriarchy and white supremacy and <laughs> and capitalism and and just like this ego that comes with all of that that infringes upon 
that autonomy that we all are entitled to, no matter where we give birth, no matter where we seek medical attention, whatever, you know, like it's, it's something that we all have a right to. It's a basic human right. <laughs> so, okay. Birth story junkies. We know you're here. We're, we love you. <laughs> we're with yeah. you in solidarity <laughs> and we're doing this for you too. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Does anyone else want to say anything to kind of close this up? Yeah, I wanted to talk more about the birth workers and midwives and yeah. um, <laughs> why I think it's so important for birth workers and midwives to listen to people tell their stories about free birth. Um, because I think free birth is autonomy, like what you were saying, like, like as um, birth workers of all licensures or certifications or lacking of those, well, I wouldn't say lacking, but maybe have chosen not to um, get papers for, you know, whatever. Um, I think it's really important for us to, like you said, Rochelle, like recognize the autonomy of somebody. And I think you don't really get the full grasp of that unless you've either experienced it yourself or you're actually listening to what it is that somebody is wanting. And I think what better way to do that than to listen to this wide range of, of unassisted birth stories. Like what was it that these people were after? They were after autonomy. They were after being undisturbed. They were doing something that felt ancestral or traditional um, or spiritual um, or just like in alignment with who they are as people. And um, I think it's so important for birth workers to understand that. And kind of like what we said before, people choose free birth for all sorts of reasons, you know, and so, so being able to hear all of these stories to understand um, what it is that, like, I, there are a few birth stories, like free birth stories that I've heard um, that felt traumatic to people, you know, and I, and I think that just comes with like processing, you know, and I, especially like first time birthers, cause they just were not ready for the intensity of birth can really feel some level of trauma by their free birth. And not that anything's wrong with that. Um, but I think that for the majority, most people telling their free birth stories had powerful, ecstatic, blissful births. And so I think it's really important for birth workers and midwives to pay attention to what it was about that birth that made it so um, beautiful and powerful and life-changing for that person. So that as birth workers, we can go into their space and like not fuck that up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, yes. and like respect what it is. Like, for me, when I had my last free birth, I really wanted a doula. And it was so important to me to hire a doula who understood the holiness that was taking place in my home, that they understood like the sanctity and they knew how to hold space for that by being like an authority in birth, but not somebody who would be an authority over my birth or take over. It's just somebody who could really like hold that space, I think. Um, and my doula had had like three free births of her own. So of course she knew how to hold that space, you know? Um, and I don't think that you have to have had a free birth um, to be able to hold space for other yeah. free births, but I think you absolutely have to have to listen to some stories at the very least. <laughs>
Yeah, it, it's, um, it's so, like, I'm so glad you said that about um, birth work, like, birth workers can bring just the way that, like, I mean, and, and depending on the circumstances, like, um, birth workers in whatever, um, you know, whatever environment they work in can bring whatever, um, <laughs> like, whatever level of this autonomy like they can they can bring that into the environment um or or help to create that to to the extent possible within the given environment and just imagine if like we reach that tipping point where the, this was the norm that we tr that we treated birthing people as mammals that they are <laughs> and tried to preserve undisturbed birth to the greatest extent possible within whatever environment we're in and we had everybody who works with birth is trained in that mentality and we only intervene you know to the least extent possible when absolutely needed you know what I mean like it was just really conservative with what we with what we do I mean birth could just be look totally different um and then I think it's so important like you said that for birth workers um that we understand that the reason why because there's this there's definitely this level of like disrespect for free birth amongst heavy right amongst like medical providers and even oh. radical birth workers like midwives like even unlicensed midwives that i personally know that did not respect my choice and do not respect my choice for free birth and try to push themselves on me um and they are they consider themselves super radical and traditional and they need to understand that we choose free birth as a protective measure like we are choosing free birth because of them, <laughs> like because of how they act. Because I also like you, Johnia, I want somebody at my birth this time. I would I I fantasized about having my friends or a um a doula or you know, a wise woman there to hold that space that you're talking about, that sacred space. And and I cannot find anyone <laughs> that can do that. And they've shown me very clearly, like very obviously all the time <laughs> so far. <laughs> I, I, it could still have, I'm really kind of coming, you know, to not wanting that anymore, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really hard to find anyone who, so it's not that all of us necessarily want to be alone. And it's not even that we would necessarily like never want a licensed midwife there. It's just that most licensed midwives don't understand how to really like respect birth anymore. And it's really fucking sad and it's hurting all of us. And that's what, you know, I feel like birth workers can really gain from like listening to these stories so yeah examine examine your own biases and um you know in your own mindset and those things that you need to unlearn to be a better birth worker right like I think most birth workers get into this knowing that it's a continual learning process um so I hope that you're open if you're here, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope that you're open to these stories and what we're trying to share and say that like, we're not saying that like you're useless and you're like, it's not an attack on the individuals. It's, attack, it's an attack on these systems and these mm -hmm. institutions that mm -hmm. are systemically hurting us. You know, mm -hmm. like Joe said from, like you said, like it's a protective measure for many of us so that we don't have to go through that system that we know will likely abuse us and our mm -hmm. babies. Um, you know, so we're like, we're doing what we have to, to avoid that. Um, 
And that's just what it looks like sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, and I think some people, you know, like I've heard that like, oh, but you shouldn't choose free birth out of fear. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but like fear can also be a gut instinct. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, like our listening to ourselves is a protective measure. Like if you're choosing a free birth and your body is sending you signals that it's not safe for you to be home anymore and you choose medical assistance great. I'm so glad you listened to that fear. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, so I think we can, like, we can use fear. We just have to use discernment. Um, you know, this nuance, like everything is, I hope this show shows that everything is not so black and white. Like it's not hospital birth or free birth. Like Mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, it's not an antithesis to, um, necessarily. It's just, it's just another option. And please respect us in that option, (laughs) you know, in our choices. And, and if you want to be part of birth, then I think like these birth workers need to step up and you need to respect birth then, you know, you need to respect the people that you're helping and, um, and respect their choices. Like, yeah, like you said, educate and, and step back. Like that's, that's our job. But, you know, when it comes to other people's journeys and their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what you said about about fear. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that it's such a fucking privileged thing for somebody to say, yeah. don't choose free birth out of fear. Yep. Um, excuse me, but when Black <laughs> women are dying five to 12 times more than white women, that fucking scares me. And yes, yeah, I'm going to choose free birth. Yeah. yeah. You know, like fear is a great reason to choose free birth. And I think that that is not our fucking fault. I think that's a a really shitty way to place blame on women. I think it's so fucking misogynistic to tell us that we're making the wrong decision for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. Um, to assume that like fear isn't a good reason to choose free birth, when, when your sisters are dying, when your aunties, when your cousins, when your friends and your mothers are dying in the place where birth is supposed to be safest, like, no, the fuck I'm not going to go in there. And I don't, I think it's so ridiculous that anybody would say that that's not a good reason to free birth. I think it's an, it's a fucking valid reason. It makes birth so much safer for you. And I think that like if birth workers really understood that, then there would be more birth workers who were prepared to support people who want to birth outside the medical system. Um, because like you said, most people don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone, you know, but like my options are alone or, you know, with somebody who might challenge my authority in my birth. And that doesn't feel safe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, have somebody there who would, who would potentially like challenge that. Um, and I really felt like my doula was a unicorn. <laughs> like, no, I could yeah. not believe that she existed. Um, and I'm so, <laughs> so grateful for her forever and for always. Cause it really was like the birth of my dreams. Um, and she supports a lot of unassisted birth. If you're in North Carolina, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to hook you up with my doula. Um, But I actually, um, one of the things that's been pretty interesting to me, maybe even a little bit shocking, is I actually have a lot of birth workers take my class. 
I would say it's almost half and half between oh. people who are planning their own free births and people who are birth workers, doulas, um, or birth keepers in any type of um, capacity. Um, it makes me so fucking excited that like people are wanting to feel more comfortable um, supporting other people who who make this decision. And I think that really like kind of comes back around to um, what we were talking about earlier, like who do we want to hear these stories and like who are these stories for and like what birth story medicine is. Um, just having like birth workers wanting to learn about or wanting to hear the stories about free birth. Why are people choosing free birth? What are your options within free birth and while pregnancy too? Like there's so many options, like it's free, it's open. You can do whatever you want. You can step in and out of the medical system. You can utilize clinical uh, tools when you want to, um, or you can decide to not do any of that. Um, and I think it's, it's for me, super helpful to just have all that knowledge of like, why are people making this decision and what is their goal? Like just better allows you to, to walk with them, I think. Right, like having the tools to help them navigate that, right? Because a yeah. lot of people, um, you know, I think there's, um, oh, I can't remember the name of her, but there's a, a doula on Instagram, right? Who has like the birthrights packages. Oh, divine birth doula. Right, oh, yes. you know, where that she's giving people the, the tools to navigate the system, right? Like I really want to actually purchase it. It's pretty pricey, but honestly worth it because apparently it's got like all the legalese you need. Like mm -hmm. I I mean, she posts, you know, like testimonies on her page all the time, but people are like, no, this is like, I just read off what it said and they left me alone. I'm like, what the fuck is in this? Like, <laughs> um, but honestly, you know, like that's, that's the kind of information we need. I'm so grateful yeah. for your course, you know, and that it's out there. Cause like you said, all the birth workers need it too. So yeah. I'm glad that people are taking it and being able to getting more people who are able to support us. Right. Cause I feel like it's on the rise, but it's really hard for us to find that support or, you know, community that we're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shelly, I'm going to put you in for this winter class now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> because like so much of everything that you say we talk about in the class and I think I mentioned sacred birth doulas like rights over my birth like twice or something <laughs> like <laughs> people gotta get it yeah I'm I'm planning on getting one for my state you know so in the mm -hmm. event that you know like I don't I don't plan on uh, attending or assisting with planned hospital births but in the event that I'm with somebody and they do need to transfer right like that's information that I need that is vital, you know, yeah. to supporting that person and helping them now navigate a totally new system, right? When like plan A went to shit. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. she's I, definitely somebody that I would love to have on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, for talk sure. about that. She's I amazing. think one of the like biggest questions I get is like, what about CPS or what about what if I transfer and this, right. that, and the other when you're planning rebirth? And I think it's so ridiculous that like so many platforms just don't ever fucking talk about that. But it's a thing that is such um, a huge stressor. 
for people, such a something that people are really fearful over, rightfully so, right? These systems are fucked up and they affect some of us more than they do others. And I think it's really wise for people to like want to talk about that and want to dig into what their options are. And like free birth is legal everywhere. Like it's mm-hmm. not legal to have an unassisted birth and people do it all the time on accident, you know, and they're never like penalized. Um yeah. So I always tell people like, just say it was an accident. (laughs) Um, And and then at the same time, like we've really got to start working to change the system, change the narrative. Um, Like this demonizing of free birth is so dangerous Mm -hmm. for the birthing families. Um, Like people thinking that free birth is dangerous or reckless or irresponsible is the exact reason why, um, people are criminalized for their choice of free birth. And those people are doctors and nurses and social services and your fucking neighbor or whoever wants to like tell on you or or Mm -hmm. you need to transfer the people who you end, who end up in your, in your hospital room, you know? Um, God, that could be like a whole nother podcast again. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Come hang out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I feel like this whole episode was such a good taste of all the stuff that we're going to be talking about, you know, a little bit longer. Yeah. Just like really kind of dipping our toes into all the um, subject matter that we're going to like dig deeply into throughout the course of this podcast. And I know that we're all, have we said we're excited? (laughs) I don't know. I'm so excited. excited. Yes. Uh, Yeah, we're so excited for the future of this podcast. This is just, you know, the the newborn stage. You can probably hear that we're not super experienced yet, but we will. (laughs) We will. And um, yeah, just so excited to like bring other people on. Um, We will be so I guess I could just tell people um, the next few episodes that we're going to release will be uh, us sharing our own birth stories. Um, our own free birth stories. And after that, we will get into bringing on guests, which we already have um, a lot of people that we're so excited to interview. Um, And so we really hope that you will stick with us and come back. And we are most likely going to start a Patreon (laughs) where you'll be able to get some bonus content um, in exchange for financially supporting our podcast, which will make it just that much more feasible and attainable for us to do this podcast, um, because there are some expenses that come up with this. And we know that if you are listening and you love us and you love what we're talking about and what we're doing, that you um, will want to support this work and want to make it even more um, easy for us to do. And um, yeah, we're moms. <laughs> I think there's like 13 kids between. Yeah. Us. Are like, you serious? I literally hear my kids screaming downstairs right now. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it is 13 between us. I'm like, no way. Yes, it's going to yeah. be once this one's born. Oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah, just imagine us sitting here with 13 kids in the background <laughs> yelling at us because that's the reality. <laughs> and <laughs> just know that that's how much we love you guys that we're willing to, you know, we want to make this happen regardless of the challenges that, (laughs) that we have personally, it's so important to us to be doing this work. And, um, we all feel extremely called to it. Um, and yeah, again, super honored and excited. So we love you.
Thank you so much for joining us today. We are honored to share this birth medicine with you and hope that you will join us again soon. If you'd like to send us your thoughts, ideas, or any aha moments you had from the show, you can do so by clicking the link in our show's description. Follow us on Instagram at birth.medicine.podcast. Please subscribe to the show and share the medicine.